So especially if somebody is like you interact with them on on an everyday basis, not even y'all have like a conversation. Say that somebody you live with, somebody you work with, somebody you're at school with constantly. I feel like the best thing to do is forgive, but then move accordingly around them. Meaning, you don't have to um, necessarily be all buddy buddy with them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there was any cause for you to be rude and nasty to them. I think you can just you can go about your life, go about your day, without being all in their face or them being all in your face. Like mm-hmm. like you said earlier, there's boundaries. Set if you set a boundary with somebody about something like that, then you'll be able to conduct the rest of your life mm-hmm. the way you want it to be, and you'll be able to keep pe- certain people at arm's length and keep pe- certain people close to you. So I guess the um, the question then becomes, who's a candidate for reconciliation? Everybody should get forgiveness right. at your pace when you're ready. But we establish everybody should not get reconciliation. Right. So who should get it? I think that people that should get the access of reconciliation to your life are people who can acknowledge, one, they did you wrong. Right. They can own because here's what people do: they know you. They know they did you wrong. Mm-hmm. Then they act like they didn't did, do you wrong and act like you wrong for um for calling them out for calling them out. And then uh, these people, these same people, say, "Oh, um, why are you acting funny?" Right. The people that should get access to you are people who can say, "Hey, early, I know I did you wrong. I, I was stupid. I was wrong for that." Yep. Number one, they own it. Mm-hmm. They understand why you're upset with them and they don't make excuses. No. And they say, listen, at your pace, at your speed, at your comfort level, I want to rebuild this friendship. Whenever whenever you're ready. Because I've had moments like that with, with like real friends, dudes I'm still in contact with to mm-hmm. this day. We've had moments where we've fallen out. And then next thing you know, neither of us was trying to speak to each other for a little while. So then our other friend... He had called us over to his house and we sat down and we talked and we're like, yo, we both, and it's crazy because in the moment when it happened, we both knew we were wrong. And then when we talked about it, there was no, you know what? You were wrong about that. Before anybody could say that, we both said to each other, man, I know I'm wrong. I messed up. That was out of pocket of me. I shouldn't have been acting like that. I can't make an excuse for why I did that. I was having a rough day, but that's not an excuse. I should have never treated you like that. Because at the end of the day, we like brothers. So if I'm if I'm going through something, I should be able to, I should feel comfortable enough to talk to you about it instead of just lashing out. And those are the people that you can rebuild with. Yes. Those are the people who qualify to get access to your life again. Yeah. And they understand that it's going to take time because trust is built over a time period, but it can be destroyed in a moment. Yes. And when you have, when you know that you're the responsible person for someone's trust being destroyed, mm-hmm. that should make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. And it should make you want to make it right. So if you got people in your life, and hear me folks, if you got people in your life right now that are making you feel bad because you're holding them accountable for the crap that they did to you, they are not, I repeat, they are not a candidate. For reconciliation. for reconciliation. They're not. not at all. Because the whole premise of it is based on the fact that I can acknowledge I did wrong. Yeah. And I know that I pissed you off and I'm going to give you space to be pissed off. Yeah. 
because I'm not going to, I don't want you to rush into something, but still hold those feelings against me. Exactly. Because I've seen that happen as well. Right. Not within my circle of friends, but I've seen that happen within uh, people I know and went to school with who were like in relationships. They got into an argument and they never gave each other, they didn't give each other enough time to breathe. Mm-hmm. So they got back into it and then a little further down the road, one of them snapped. They went off and it wasn't nothing physical. It was all verbal. Like they just went off and you could have completely avoided that with just giving them some time to themselves to process their thoughts and their feelings. But no, you wanted to, you wanted everybody to think that your relationship was still good. Why, why do we, why do you think we need time to process? Why is that so important? Wow. So I feel like having time to process something helps you realize where your head is and where where you were in that moment. Especially if you did something wrong, but in the moment you didn't think you did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. That's us all the time. Yeah. That's humans. Right. And regardless if that's um, getting ready to forgive somebody, getting out of a relationship, dealing with depression or anxiety or stress or anything like that, you always need time. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I felt I was uh, I wasn't I wouldn't really call it a we were dating but we were like in a relationship yeah we're so, talking yeah talking mm-hmm. see ha- talking heavy so after we fell out um, I took about I want to say maybe like four months to myself and just being with myself and not even texting any females like that just with me mm-hmm. to kind of uh, focus on myself and rebuild because I felt I was I was hurt. Okay. Because it was there was uh, was was it hard for you to admit you were hurt in the beginning? Yes. Okay. But as I took that time to myself, and then eventually I forgave her for what she did. Okay. But in the moment. I was pissed. Did you ever reconcile? No. Okay. And, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's a neutral thing to me. Yeah. Um, because, again, reconciliation is my choice. Forgiveness is my mandate. Mm-hmm. But reconciliation is my it's, choice. Is yeah. Um, and there's some relationships. I hear people say, oh, don't burn bridges. You never know who you need. Well, if the bridge leads to a toxic place... Yeah, I need I don't, to burn that stuff. I don't want to go there. Right. When I when I escape, I ain't going back. You right. know, like it's like in those movies, um, like Rambo and First Blood and all that. Mm-hmm. When they come out of the village, the first thing they do is they say, "Blow the bridge, blow the bridge." Why? Because we don't want what's over there to get over here, and we don't want to go back over there. Just like when, when Moses crossed the Red Sea. Come on. As soon as the people got across the sea, mm-hmm. what happened? The water came back. Because we're not going back there again. We're not going back to Egypt. And I think there is a there's a conscious decision. That's a, that's I think, and I hate to sound like that, but that's a word for somebody right there. Yeah. Don't go back. You escape for a reason. Right. You don't go back to a toxic community once you get out to show them that you're not toxic anymore. Right. They're toxic. They don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares but you. And that's because your ego is still involved in it. Mm-hmm. Get your ego out of it. You escape for a reason. 
it's time to live your best life, but you can't live it with toxic people. Nope. And growing up, I remember um, I heard this one message from a pastor. He was talking about don't go back to Egypt. Mm. I didn't really understand what that was when I was younger. But as I got older and was starting to experience more, I knew I now know what he means by that. Once you once you're able to get out of something that's hurting you, that's detrimental to you. Only only somebody extremely stupid would go back Mm -hmm. or deceived. Yeah. Someone deceived because you know what? Doing better when you get out of a bad situation, a toxic situation, doing better is sort of scary because you've never done it before. It's new. You've never done... When when I got in a relationship with Sharice, I was used to fights. I was used to contention. I was used to um, suspicion and, and clouds of judgment. Mm-hmm. And it was so not that with her, I thought something was off. Right. Because it was a new normal. Because here's the thing. When you're in a bad situation with somebody with no boundaries, dysfunction becomes your normal. Yeah. And, and you're, now... You're used to it. You get used to it. So now it's gone. And you know what we do? We miss what we're used to. Yeah, we miss the the suspicions, the the made up stories about what you were doing. Because it's our normal. And and then we start saying stuff like, you know what? They weren't all bad. And we become nostalgic about things that were toxic. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't all bad, but he did do what he did. She did do what she did. So you got out of it for a reason. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but somebody needs to hear and understand that you got out of what you got out of for a reason. Don't go back. Yeah. Some people do not deserve, they do not qualify for reconciliation. At all. Now, we, we kind of went into relationships, interpersonal um, situations and things like that. Um, again, when you look at that story of the, of the police officer, uh, she's got 10 years now. Yeah. Should she have gotten more? I don't know. Um, I know that I couldn't have stood up in the courtroom after my brother was just buried less than a year ago and say, judge, may I give her a hug? Yeah, I I don't think I would be able to do that either. Now, for the brother that did that, God bless you, man. Um, I don't know what he's processing. Right. I don't know if he's had real counseling or I know that the family is a very deep religious family. So in their mind, sometimes we feel like we've been taught the doctrine that forgiveness and reconciliation are the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he felt, he may have felt obligated to do that Thank in the you. courtroom. Right. Because of, you know, his who was looking on to him. Mm-hmm. His parents and, were probably sitting there watching him. Yeah, you forgive. Yeah, it's the same thing we do to our young kids. Um, when they, when their um, sibling does something to them, we say, you forgive her, y'all give each other a hug. Mm-hmm. But nothing was reconciled. Wow. <laughs> nothing yeah. was reconciled. So, I can't say, again, the purpose of the Outlier Show is not to tell you what to do. It's to spark a conversation and a thought in you. So you you decide what you need to do that's best for you. And forgiveness, we're not saying you have to forgive, but we're saying you should forgive because it's it's really going to help you and help you in life. But like we said, reconciliation is a choice. Not everybody deserves easy access to the deepest areas of your life, especially if they especially if they've done you wrong and can't admit to doing you wrong. Right. If they're not willing to own what they did, 
you you are no, under no ob- obligation to give them reconciliation at all. You do need to forgive. Again, like three said, it's for you. It's not for them. Right. Reconcili- reconciliation is for you both. Exactly. So we appreciate you listening to part two of this. This is Early Jackson. I'm E3. And once again, this is The Outlier Show, the new podcast from Father and Son Creatives. Sharing the perspectives on pop culture topics. No, no subject, subject is taboo. Peace.